Welcome to this week's edition of the Speaking Artistically podcast. Each week we talk about arts and entertainment in Edmonton inspired by the weekly Taproots Arts Roundup curated by friend of the podcast, Fonda Misrush. We are produced by Bottom Line Productions and published by Taproot Edmonton. Hi, I'm Josh. I'm Katie. I'm Allie. And we're Speaking, Speaking Artistically. artistically. <laughs> Allie, you love saying that. <laughs> I, you always smile when you say I mean, that. I keep doing it in a sing-song voice. I'm anticipating doing it together. Oh, that's so great. cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's a ton of stuff in the Taproot Arts Roundup today, this morning, that came out. And if you're listening to this, of course, it was the day before. I know you love when I talk about the space-time continuum. Yeah. I'll do it every week. (laughs) We don't know what day they're listening. (laughs) We don't know what day they're listening, but we assume it's the day that it comes out on Fridays. Anyway, uh, I was really impressed to read about this new Stone Marrow Theatre Company. And uh, right now, Stone Marrow is producing Sarah Kane's Crave at the Backstage Theatre at Fringe. And that's the headline in in the Outs Roundup. And that's for good reason. I mean, this is a tough show and Sarah Kane writes tough stuff. Um, I I love the descriptions of different types of theater. I love the concept of environmental theater, uh, realism, uh, guerrilla theater, and naturalism theater was a, and I'm getting to it, but naturalism theater was this movement of theater in the early 19th century, in the early 20th, or the middle 19th century and 20th century about plays that were about life. So there were no gods and no no demons or no supernatural stuff affecting the outcome of things. It was literally just people standing in a kitchen, which looked like a kitchen, talking about their life without any kind of loose language or foreboding or anything like that. So like the opposite of The Tempest in Midsummer Night's Dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, if a really super modern equivalent that changed everything would have been Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf by mm-hmm. Edward Albee. And... What was interesting about reading more about Sarah Kane as a playwright was that the uh, British cl- uh, critic Alex Sears had said in the 70s that her style of theatre was in your face, and not in your face, but in your face. Type of theatre that it looks like Stone Marrow is going to do. I mean, this play by, Cra- this play by Sarah Kane, it looks to be quite tough. Um, I think it's for definitely for audiences who are looking for something more adventurous. It's very short in that you can really, probably because the content is so difficult to wrap your head around, I think, mm-hmm. that kind of Sarah Kane um, style of looking for the really deep stuff that goes beyond naturalism, like sex and death, and that they wouldn't probably talk about in earlier incarnations of it, and, and, and this kind of, of re, earlier incarnations of realism, or naturalism, and how it evolves over time. So I think that that, that definitely is somewhere that... Mm, certain audience scores like to get to uh it's tough to if you're not used to it give it a try um if you're if you're only used to seeing the kind of stuff that the varscona theater puts out for example or the citadel give it a i think give it a shot because it's definitely something that uh, would be tougher than your average theater presentation i don't know i i appreciate a shorter piece of theater as well like i think if you can pack in all that same information into something that's shorter, I'm, I'm usually really impressed by that. Yeah. Uh, I find that a lot of things go kind of long, and I find myself editing it as I watch it. It's like, well, you could have taken this out. Yes. I do it with movies, too. It's oh, like, constantly. Especially yeah. with movies. Totally. <laughs> Where I it's totally like, you agree. didn't need this. It's like, I would remove this scene, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. It's but in a short work, everything has to matter. So It's true. And, and we talk about music on this podcast, especially with you, Katie. And mm-hmm. it's interesting how, from as an art form... Uh, the the stuff that we watch, whether it's film or, or theater, 
you you can't you can't like skip over it. You can't fast forward it. Yeah. I guess you could in some cases with the film, but you might lose some context. But yet you listen to a piece of music and you don't like that track. On we go to the next one. Yeah, maybe if it's conceptual, like Dark Side of the Moon, they have to be connected, but not necessarily. And so we are obligated to sit through it, even though we think, oh, well, that's milking it a little bit too much, or Mm -hmm. do we really need that part, or was that character necessary? Or my favorite thing is if the person, if the character doesn't like what's going on in the situation, why don't they just leave? (laughs) And it's true. Like, that's, that's, I I don't know if I've ever told you, Ali, but I've always felt like the way that I judge whether or not uh, a relationship is working on stage is why doesn't one of them, if they hate what's going on, just walk out. And and that's that's instead of just directing. sitting awkwardly and like and listening. Like you going why through you, with it. Yeah, yeah. Why would you just leave? Why don't you go to the next room or, or something? And what would that character then do to prevent you from yeah. leaving the room? That that kind of a thing. And I think that, that that can help hold stuff in as far as what we're talking about, especially with two handers or maybe three handers, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, anyway, so so good uh, break a leg to our, our, our friends at uh, Stone Marrow with Crave. Uh, it's uh, it's it's going to be an interesting thing to to, to be a part of, I think, and to mm-hmm. witness. But transitioning from that to definitely more um, naturalism or realism play. Happy birthday, Baby J is at Shadow Theater. It opens next week by local playwright Nick Green, and he. Uh, has written a play about a, f- a couple who has not decided to name their child yet and perhaps uh, let them identify on the, uh, what the baby, maybe let the baby identify on their own, what it would be, who it will be, that kind of a thing. Yeah. And I think uh, Nick writes very topical about that kind of stuff, especially the commentaries that are happening today and how the average person may not understand how that works. And, and I think theater has that power to be able to say, okay, well, here's that mindset. Come and judge for yourself. Yeah. Enough theater. Yeah, Let's move on to something theater. else. Um, so I was reading in the music roundup today, um, Silver Skate Festival has announced their uh, live music lineup, Ooh. which is great. Um, Silver Skate happens from February 7th to the 17th, uh, and all of the live music is free admission. So... Seriously? Yeah, wow. it's in, just included in the festival, so there's lots of... Is it? Is it all inside the... It's not, it's it's, not actually outside. It's not actually outside. Okay. I don't think the instruments would even work out <laughs> in the cold, but... So but it's, it's, in, not, it's not yeah. this cold. Oh, my God. Oh, uh, yeah. let's, let's cross our fingers and yeah. hope it's not this cold. Yeah. What um, was it? Minus 42 this morning? Minus 42, everyone? Things are getting better, though. <laughs> minus minus it's 8 It's looking up. It's very week. positive. Yeah. It's, minus 8 Yeah, week? we're going to be on yeah. shorts. We're going to yeah. be shedding 32 degrees? Yeah, oh overnight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. The car might start. Wow. <laughs> I hope our listeners are listening on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> <It's beautiful>. Yay! <laughs> um, but anyway, there's lots of uh, fun stuff coming up at Silver Skate this year. Um, they're having a Silver Skate sing-along with audience participation and favorite songs, which I think will be really great. Um, there a specific genre for the sing-along? Uh, pick anything? I don't think there's a specific genre. I think it, it's Frozen just like... songs? Probably not. Oh, I very much, yeah, right? I very much okay. doubt that. Oh, um, the four-year-old daughter would really dig that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I suppose you could you could just have all the toddlers shouting from the crowd <laughs> to their true. favorite song. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they've got lots of good picks. They've got um, uh, Lucette, Swear by the Moon... Uh, La Fuzz, King of Foxes. Uh, wow. There's a there's a live music show most days, um, and it's all available on their website. Cool. Yeah. 
I'm really looking forward to it. Love a good free outdoor show or indoor outdoor. And, they have, and, you can, and yeah. there's booze there too. There's beer and isn't there vodka as well? I'm, My two favorites. That sounds like your two favorites. I'm sure at least one of those, maybe both of those, <laughs> at Silver Skate. Yeah. But vodka goes so good with ice. It's, and it's yeah. cold. Just want the hot chocolate. There's just yeah. something about sipping hot well, chocolate. Well, I take Cassie all the time to Silver Skate because it's outside and she is the only She's outside. She's an outdoor kid. kid. Yeah. yeah, the other one isn't. And uh, <laughs> no, and um, even though he plays football outside when it's minus twenty, anyway, weird. But, but she loves the hot chocolate, and mm-hmm. and the, but she she only sips it outside. I don't know, like because kid hot chocolate, you have to either water it down or put it somewhere cold mm. so that yeah. it oh, cools yeah, down, point. right? Yeah. So if she yeah. drinks it outside, she's not burning her face yeah. off. Yeah, well, she's the one that came to that conclusion too. I was pretty <laughs> impressed. So yeah, drink it. Let's go outside. I'm like, oh, okay, sure. Yeah. yeah, then she can actually drink it without not being able to feel her taste buds after. So true. It happens so many times. So true. Well, let's uh, let's transition right now from music to some books. You have some... Yeah, some I was news. enjoying um, reading about Blue Monday and the events uh, happening at the Glass Bookshop. There is a um, couple writers coming in to talk about their experience with mental health and... Uh, and and the written word, so I think that that's kind of timely. So yeah. Blue Monday is the is Monday the twentieth, yeah, and it is the, yeah, it's always the, the darkest, or it's the time when there's like the, the least th- amount of sunshine. It's the third. I think it's always the third Monday in January mm-hmm. is how it works. So it's after the holidays, and there's not much coming up. It's the saddest. It's it's marketed as the saddest day of the year. So mm-hmm. that's so sad. Yeah, so you got to try and do some happy stuff. Yeah. Is it okay? Yeah. But is there some sort of scientific reason behind it? Or is yeah, it it's about thing? the sunshine and the vitamin D and the. It's the Something. least amount of sunshine. But the days are getting longer now since December. I think it's 21st. maybe more likely to be cloudy or something like that. Oh. Or it's snowy like, and cloudy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when it started yeah, it's, it's, to be... It's not the the, the light and the, the equinox oh. and the solstice. It's the... Something the else. Mood? Yeah, the, the mood. mood. Yeah. But, and yet, like we were just saying, it's probably going to be the warmest day in like <laughs> two weeks. Yeah. So. Yeah, so yep. <laughs> I, I will be reading on my Blue Monday because okay. there's... On the 20th, yeah. Yeah, I just joined a book club this morning. You just joined a book club this morning? This morning, yeah. I was reading. I got up super early. And Clearly. I was waiting for the, <laughs> for the roundup to come out so I would feel prepared today. You actually were waiting, staring at your inbox <laughs> like for the roundup? Like refreshing my... Oh, my, my gosh. Um, mail, Man, yeah. Taproot, you have a fan. Yeah, wow. right? Um, but yeah, I needed to, I needed to feel yeah. prepared because... Um, I have lots to say about a lot of things. But, yeah, I joined the, the Just Girly book club. Not for January because it's happening. It's already too far through. I think yeah. it's tomorrow is the meeting, and there's no way I'll get through a novel in a night. Sorry about it. I'm staying up all night. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll do the February one. But, yeah, it was it was a neat opportunity. I've been researching a yeah. bunch of book clubs. Who, who puts it on? It's it's called, like, the Just girly book club okay and it's just it's, i don't like the word girly but it's like a female yeah. audience and there are i think like topical was, novels yeah, yeah 150 chapters throughout canada and then wow there's one okay. one gal in edmonton who kind of runs it yeah. okay and what book are you gonna read this February? one i it, it wasn't released yet oh, okay. so i'm i'm on i'm on the updates now so i will yeah. figure okay. that out but there was i think molly of the mall was last was the one year, was which is one of my absolute favorite novels. Why? It's uh, published by New West Press, so it's uh, uh-huh. Edmonton, 
based publisher, publisher and an Edmonton author. And she is just incredible. She is a, it's about an English student at the U of A and just kind of her experiences okay. in like 90s West Edmonton Mall and wow. 90s White Ave. And it's, it's incredible as a, a nerdy art history major at the U of A. I can definitely relate. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, yeah, you, why you, why were you looking through book clubs? You were you were working on something for Yeah, I've been um, folks. researching some book clubs for Catalyst Theater's upcoming production of The Invisible Agents of Ungentlemanly Warfare. Yeah, you said the whole so, title. Yeah, yeah, I did. I have to. Yeah, because you've been staring at it so many times. Exactly. Yeah. No, and I got the more that's it's fun. The more I research um, ways to promote these shows, it, it just makes me excited about the shows. Um, and then you want to participate. Exactly, and then I want to go. <laughs> you want to join and, book clubs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yes. Well, hopefully your enthusiasm trickles down to book people to go see The Invisible. Mm-hmm. I hope so. It, it's, like it's again, female empowerment. It's seven women. Who are, that looks like a really fun yeah, show. Absolutely. Really? Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah. yeah. Now, um, do you think girly is just being ironic? I hope so. Cause I, yeah, I, yeah, I, hope I have so. to believe that. 150 chapters around the country. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's super impressive. I think it's people who want maybe to meet more female friends or, yeah, have yeah. have those, like, fe- you know, good feminist friends who, right. yeah. who you can chat about, um, you know, yeah. female power to and with. Yeah, no, that's yeah. cool. That's cool. Um, let's... Uh, Let's transition back to it's. It's not necessarily just about theater, but it's about some people. And uh, Monica Roberts is in the arts roundup this morning. She is the new artistic director at Walterdale Theater, and she has a Q and A in the journal with Leanne Falder. And and she seems super articulate and sounds like she's going to do some really cool stuff with Walterdale. And she's directing 1984 in February. George Orwell's 1984 probably one of my favorite novels of all time. And, uh, of course, there's a film, and I've never seen the the, the live presentation of 1984 for some reason. Um, but when when asked why would you do... What, what, why, what's the relevance? Why do it now? And she talks about how that 1984 was prescient and that there's always been governments around the world who are engaging in what Orwell is saying to some degree. I mean, and, and it, that's been since 1948, just flipped the 84 around is when it was published. And she says something that I haven't forgotten yet that I wanted to bring up here is that to not be complacent to the reason why she wants to pre- present it is to remind audiences that it is still happening and that we are all have to remember that it's our job to prevent it from happening however we can and I I I go back to that constantly on here about how art can be used to tell us those messages and it doesn't have to be in your face um, although it can be in the case of Crave but it can also be um, it can also remind us that oh my god that was written that long ago and we're still experiencing it or Mm -hmm. look at that what's happening that's that kind of ministry of truth and um, double speak is literally what we're seeing in in certain uh, political arenas today. I've said something, and then the next second, when called on it, I completely deny it and say, "No, no, that's not what I said at all." Yeah, but we have you. No, no, that's not what I said. Yeah. 
you you've, you're you calling it fake news. You this is fake news because it's not what I said, but you did say it. No, this that's not what I said. I I said it, but I meant this. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I never get it. It fascinates me constantly how we're seeing it all over the place. Not in little municipal areas, but mostly in <laughs> giant, giant international and national arenas. That's it's not a political podcast. I do spend a lot of time listening to Five Thirty Eight. But this isn't a political podcast. But it is art that talks about politics, which I think is really important. Uh, the journal is still a beacon of good writing. A lot of the stuff that's on the podcast, or the podcast and the, and the roundup, is linked to a lot of the stuff that the journal is putting out. Leanne Falder is a machine. She is everywhere. She's talking to people. She's going to see stuff, and it's really lovely to see. Uh, Ryan Garner is the editor there, and he truly believes that. A, a good daily needs to be putting out stuff about arts and culture and entertainment and uh, events, events yeah. and music. And he talked about uh, this this new project in the journal before the holidays called the list. And he said, send a, send everything, and we'll start building the list. So now this is interesting because I was listening. I think I told you before I was listening to the uh, Tale of Two Weeklies, also done by uh, Fonda Misrush and Andrew Paul and Paul Blinoff, which is a great mini series podcast. I encourage everyone to listen to it about View and See. But it was interesting to be reminded that the lists of stuff that View and See put in was what a lot of people went to to pick up and mm-hmm. read. And then when View cut that out, and I remember when View said, "We're not going to do the listings listing. anymore." Yeah. yeah, you were at Metro at the time, and we were here at BLP, um, and and they said, uh, "Well, we just don't have the the resources to do it anymore." And it was interesting because I think that would have been View, not C. Yeah, was, C was, was already View. gone. Yes, yeah, yeah, C was gone, yeah. but View did it, and that was only probably two years ago when they said, "Well, we can't do it anymore." Um, because it takes too long. Yeah. Uh, Listings are a huge amount of work. It is. People a, don't yeah. realize how much work it is to, like, maintain accurate listings. Yeah. 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 Format them. Yeah. It's not so just the, a cut and <laughs> yeah. paste thing. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. so so what do you both think of, have you seen the list at the, the journal? I mean, it, it was it's, there was a new one that's put out that uh, Fonda puts in the taproot, and I took a look at it. The, the the formatting seems really straightforward. It's like here's the category, and then here's mm-hmm. the place. Mm-hmm. There's the name of it, and here's when it runs. But is that um, is it a valuable thing for a daily uh, a daily broadsheet? Do you think that that's something that people are going to be interested in picking up and reading on a regular basis? I think because it exists in, you know, online format, digital format, you're and you're, you know, Friday night looking for something to do, you mm-hmm. kind of pick your category and you can figure out what you like, but I I think oh like promoting the arts in Edmonton is always valuable. Yep. Yeah, I think it's always worth doing. Um what I feel like might be happening at this point is people are out of the habit now because it hasn't really existed in that way in a while. Uh, and I don't know that those same people who would always check view, I think they found a new way to look for their events. And I don't know that they're going to go back, right. but we'll find out, right? Yeah. yeah. It, still worth doing. It's, yeah. I, think, I, think you're, yeah. I think I think we all agree it's still and worth doing. Maybe it finds a whole new group of people who didn't have a way to look for those things. Like it, maybe I, it's yeah. not the same people who were looking at it before, almost certainly not, but yeah. maybe it's a whole new demographic of people yeah i mean the music mm-hmm. listing itself is just massive i was just blown away i i i forgot there was that many places mm-hmm. to go to yeah. see stuff and 
And, uh, and I know there's a lot of places to go. I mean, we work with Yardbird Suite and mm-hmm. Festival Place and, and, Vin- and mm-hmm. Jazz Festival, and the Jazz Festival puts stuff both in Edmonton and Calgary, and they've got places where they go, like breweries and polar park and, and cafes, and, mm-hmm. and, it, and the, the, the ease and ability to set up a, 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 a sort of, I guess, a guitar and a microphone and be able to play, or even yeah. a small band, and, mm-hmm. which is outstanding. They should be doing that all the time, but it's... It, it's suddenly maybe people who are reading the journal on a regular basis and don't go to other places to get stuff to do, this could be really quite beneficial. Mm-hmm. I remember doing a paper and when I was at McEwen, and it was about the kind of disappearance of venues in Edmonton because it was at the time There's a, a few years, years ago for sure yeah, yeah yeah it's yeah. when it's when a whole bunch closed yeah and now it, I remember that yeah, yeah and it was great to see kind of this whole whole new list of places that I hadn't yeah. checked out yet what what I don't remember with this oh, wave what happened yeah uh there was a time when see wonder bar closed mm-hmm. the pawn shop closed mm-hmm. What else was there? There was a couple of There was like three or four venues that all, uh, the Artery yeah. mm-hmm. lost their original venue. Yeah. Uh, and it all happened maybe within a year or two. Is that just co- just coincidence? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. coincidence, but all at once. But then there right? was sort yeah. of the shortage of places to yeah. go. And, and then there's, you know, underground people start working on all the ways to, to bring them back. Mm-hmm. And it does come back, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. New locations, new people. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, it resurged and things started to happen again. They started to do live music at the Almanac Mm -hmm. uh, that sort of filled some of the void for location uh, close to where Wonder Bar used to be. Mm -hmm. Um, The Artery moved and became the Aviary. Mm -hmm. Like, it it happens, but it takes time. It it took a bunch of time, and for a while it was was hard to find place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 But I think that, that, you know, shutting down of places, it kind of helps create sort of Mm -hmm. better venues. Like, I'm going to Black Bar on Saturday, and they Uh have, like, a whole food menu, so we're going for dinner before instead of just showing up to a show. So I think that will be be neat to see. Do you think it's easy, as an art form, is it easier to set up music and play it than it is to set up theater somewhere or set up uh, visual art somewhere as a gallery? Mm It, it, does it or is it all? Do they all each have their? They each have their own yeah. uh, issues and needs and right. Yeah, you can't just yeah. It's not that simple as setting up a microphone and a guitar and mm-hmm. saying go. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I had someone say to me once, uh, who's from out of town. It's like that's what I love about Edmonton. You guys will just put a show anywhere. Because I guess in other places they won't do it, but if we have an empty warehouse, <laughs> you know, with no walls and a, you know, broken door, that can still be a live music venue in Edmonton. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. If you don't have something else, you know, you can still make it feel homey and... Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I've well, been you- to a lot of, like, really, this is a, this is a music venue, eh? Yeah. <laughs> or a garage <laughs> shows, you know. Yeah, a garage yeah. or a... Uh, yeah, there used to be some of those, like industrial places just yeah. south of mm-hmm. White Avenue and it was like our art gallery one day <laughs> yeah. like music venue the next yeah and, yeah yeah that makes sense wow yeah. okay well that's pretty cool make I, it happen make yeah. it happen and uh, it sounds like the list from the journal is going to reflect that mm-hmm. if it's if it's being done send it in and they'll they'll list it they'll go online and it'll also be in print which is yeah. pretty big yeah. i mean they yeah. they it's one thing to do it online truly but then to put it to find the the ink and the page for it Absolutely. Well, that, that's, yeah. that's pretty cool so thank you edmonton journal keep up what you're doing because it's awesome for the community mm-hmm. uh well i think that's everything that we're talking about from a 
from a main list of stuff we see in the taproot. Any, anything else from anybody? No? Well, let's move on to the one thing, our famous column of talking about what we're excited about seeing or hearing in our arts and entertainment community. Um, I'm going to jump in and say that I'm uh, really looking forward to seeing Nick Green's Happy Birthday Baby Che at, the Sh at Shadow Theatre. It, uh, local playwright, uh, topical and, and relevant, and something that uh, is, is hopefully truly Canadian and maybe just a little bit Edmontonian in its, in its scope. Uh, I'm going to go with Alberta Ballet's Diavolo, um, which is coming up. It's a dance show inspired by architecture, and it looks like it has some almost acrobatics in it. Cool. I'm really excited to see that. Yep. Uh, coming up on the 22nd, 23rd, 21st, is that right? 21st, 22nd. 21st and 22nd, yeah. yeah. Cool. And I'm going visual art uh, this week. So, yeah, so I mean, it is going to warm up next week, but the glass blowing community, they love the cold because you can't blow glass in the summer. It's too hot. But uh, Leah Cadell well, is... So just learned something. Yeah, yeah. I, just actually learned, I actually <laughs> just learned two things, that there's a glass blowing community, which is oh, awesome, awesome. Yeah. and that you can't blow glass in the summer. No, it's too yeah. hot. So yeah, winter is a great time for blowing glass. So Leah Cudell is having an exhibition at the Alberta Craft Council at the Discovery Gallery there. So um, I'm going to check out her work. It's, it's, oh God, it's so cool. It's work that's inspired. It's called The Spaces Between. So she'll have interactive pieces where you can like go face to face with someone with glass in between you. Oh, or, okay. Wow. Yeah, I think Sounds it'll really be cool. really cool. neat. It's, it's it's interactive and it's got yeah. visual display. Yeah, and Leah was on the uh, Netflix series Blown Away, which was wow. a blown glass competition. So <laughs> I think there's, be... a, there's a reality show competition for everything. Isn't yeah. It? yeah. Yes. Yes, yeah. it's true. Yeah. She's uh, she's really cool though. Cool. So, yeah. That's awesome. Uh, let's. Well, that sounds great. Everyone has cool a cool one thing to see. Uh, Speaking artistically is produced by Bottom Line Productions and published by Taproot Edmonton. You can find links to everything we mentioned on the show notes at speakingartistically.taprootedmonton.ca. You can also stay up to date on everything that's happening by subscribing to the Arts Roundup at taprootedmonton.ca. Speaking Artistically can be found everywhere podcasts are available. While you're there, leave us a rating and review. You can also get in touch with us on social media as Bottom Line Productions. Until next time, I'm Josh. I'm Katie. I'm Allie. And we're Speaking, Speaking Artistically. artistically.